actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Hi, welcome to Live, Love, Thrive Women's Empowerment Hour. So happy to have you with us today. And uh, we have some very special guests, as always. Uh, first up, we're going to be talking with the Pink Lady, who is AKA Jackie Goldberg. She has an amazing story and is doing amazing work in the world at 85 years old, no, no less. <laughs> and then later in the show, we're gonna be talking with the financial whisperer, Peggy Burdick. Uh, so stay tuned for that on how you can get your finances together at any age, which is great news. And I'm looking forward to having her on. First up, please give a warm welcome to the Pink Lady. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I, ha and I have to tell you, Catherine, when someone says, how young are you? You know, I always say, never use the word the old age. I always say I'm 85 years young. young. Hello. Perfect. So I, yes, I've got everybody trained for that. So <laughs> how old are you? How, no, it's not how old, it's how young we are. That's right. 85 years young. young. I there love you it. Go. I do I too. It. Thank you. So my first question is, because yeah. I know you're you're coined the pink lady and we're going to talk about how okay. that occurred. Okay. But uh, so I'm just dying to know. Are you in all pink every single day? Yes, and let me tell you oh a cute God, story your whole, about your whole wardrobe. Everything, everything. I, <laughs> I, tell I you, love the pink hair, I gotta, by the way. I know. Thank you. I got to tell you a cute story. <laughs> I also um, give myself to the children. My daughter is a teacher. My daughter Harumi, and I teach a gra pink grandma's drama class to her class. And a little boy raised his hand, Jeffrey. Pink grandma, do you wear pink underwear? And I said. Yes, I do. And I thought his answer was cute. He said, I'm going to tell my daddy. I'm, okay, I'm single. It's okay. <laughs> but I do cute. wear pink all over. No, I love it. The Thank pink you. outfit, the pink yeah, hair, the pink, pink hair. nails. Yeah, everything. Do you totally. ever get tired of pink? No. I know. I have to be honest. To me, it is a uplifting, karma-type color. Yes. That when, when people walk in my house, because it's pretty pink, and they walk in, they go, wait a minute now. We love this. I mean, it gives us energy. It's like uplifting. And it's not like bubble cum, you know, yeah. bubble cum uh, pink. Yeah, no, but it's, it's a happy a, it, pink. It's a happy pink. Yeah. And I think I get a lot of energy from that. I just I just do. Well, we're going to talk about how you got that name and uh, also about your book called Get Up, Get Out, and Get a Life. And it ain't over till we say it's over. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, and you know, uh, it captures the very essence of who you are, that Thank book. Uh, it's, it's just full of positivity. Your energy just in person is so <laughs> beautiful and amazing. And you just can't help but to be happy around you. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, I, my kids, I have five children six grandchildren and five great-grandchildren and the is that grand all? that's all that's all and the, and the kids the grandchildren call me pink grandma I mean even in their 30s yeah. and then the little ones the great-grandchildren because their mothers and dad call me pink grandma they say that's my pink pink gram oh, so that's so but, I, but I love it I do love it hey you know what uh, that's a really happy uh, thing that you have going on here Thank you know uh, it'd be one thing to be Jackie Goldberg, who you actually are, right. but uh, the pink lady is just so fun and happy. 
And, and and so we're going to talk about how you got that name. Okay. Because obviously there's a story. There is a story. <laughs> I you was, weren't born no, that way. No, no. Although I probably was uh, up, in, up in the world <laughs> that they write there. things, it was right? In the stars, right? Um, when I was a sales rep for women's wear in downtown Los Angeles, um, with, with my your husband. with my late husband, right? And I was walking down the hall, and one day I happened to be wearing pink because I wore all colors 60 years ago, and someone yelled, "Hey, pink lady!" And my late husband was a marketing genius, Walter, and he went, "Come here, you are now the pink lady." I went, "Okay." <laughs> so from then on, we had a we had a glass showroom, and on the showroom window it said, "Walter P. Goberg and Associates, starring." The Pink Lady. From that moment on, Catherine, it was like a whole new brand and a whole new world. And people loved it. They forgot Jackie Goldberg. I love it. And, Thank and, you. And so you're, you had fun with it. Your husband had oh, fun yes. with it. He was, oh, yeah. You mentioned in your book uh, that he, he was your soulmate. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, he was. And he, you were with him how long? Uh, 39 glorious years. Wow. Yeah. That, uh, I love that. Glorious years. It was. And, yeah. and when he was not well, he said to me one day, and this is what made me uh, reinvent myself when he passed away. He said, Pink, when something happens to me, and it will, I want you to live because life belongs to the living. Yeah. And yeah. that's what counts. I love so that. That I, was my mantra after that. I love that. He sounds like a great guy. He was. Now, you got lucky enough that you had two husbands. Yes. Now, the first one, you married very young. Very young, right out of high school. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away when you were just 25. Well, correct. And I had three children by then. Wow. <laughs> well, we manufactured children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, later in life, you meet the love of your life. You're with him 40 years. You guys have a very successful right. business. Yep. But it didn't all start that way. So, obviously, you had this first marriage. He passed away right. at 25. Well, you're in uh, Massachusetts, yes, right? right. And then you decided, and I love this positivity about you, okay, I'm going to change up my life and reinvent myself Correct. after this loss. Right. And I think it's a wonderful message to tell people who are going through the loss, especially of a partner, Yes, that well, it, it's okay to get yourself back. I mean, obviously, you were super sad. Well, I mean, of course. My gosh, you lost your partner at 25. Right. You have three kids. And three kids. you got to support them and so forth. how you picked yourself up and moved across country and started a whole new, you told me, adventure. Yes. To me, it was yeah. an adventure. And to me, I was blessed with a mother and dad who were young also. They were married at 16. Because in those days, you did yeah, get married Yeah, they did. My, my parents met at 15 and 17 and married a couple years there after you go. that. Yeah. Well, when my we, dad didn't tell her he was uh, 15. Uh, I love That's it. how they got together. That's cute. That's cute. Yeah. Well, yeah. when we came out here, it was, it was an adventure, and I knew that I had to get up. Yeah. I had to get out there, and I had to take my life in hand yeah. to be who I was. Right. And that's when I went out and got a job I had never worked before. Yeah. So I got a job at the International House of Pancakes yep. by bluffing my way in. Yeah, I, uh, I remember right. reading that story where they're like, do you know how to use the register? You're like, oh, oh sure. sure. You know, never Not used a register <laughs> in my life. And then I, I would do the same I know. thing. Oh, sure. And, and then from there. Who couldn't figure that out? <laughs> and then from there, I went to manicure school. Yeah. And then I became a manicurist. Right. And the first day that I went for a job, I gave the lady a manicure, and, and she looked at my her hands, and she went, 
this is the worst manicure I have ever had. And I started to cry. And, 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 and I remember it took an hour and a half hour to and do a half. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> not, I thought I was doing that. Not 15 fast. minutes, no. an hour and a half. Hour and a half. And then she looked at me. She says, but you know what? It doesn't matter. She says, I can teach you how to be a manicurist in two months, but I can't give you that zest for life and that energy and that positive way that you have that you're going to be a delight to our customers. Well, you know what? And this is like a famous manicurist uh, shop in Beverly oh, Hills. Yes. It wasn't easy to no, get a Mary job No, Mary Ann Bowser's Beauty Salon. Never yeah. forget it. Right. So she, it wasn't it was like no. anybody could get a job no. there, but your personality got you That's then. That's what and did And then it. she taught you how to oh, do yes. this. Oh, yes. Changed your life. You met a lot of stars and celebrities. Everything. It and, was fabulous. Yeah. And but um, what I was going to say is so many people don't realize, no matter what job they're doing, uh, yeah, it's great to have somebody competent working with you, but 99% of it is attitude. It is. Are they enjoyable to work with? Correct. Are they a pleasure to work with? And if they have both, wow, <laughs> that's even a bigger plus. But, you know, it, it, it is. People don't realize the attitude they bring to no. whatever job they're doing is so important, not only to the people around them, because right. yeah, you're responsible for the energy you allow into your space. There you go. Right? And but so not only the, around you, right. but uh, for your own self, you know. So I, And both. I think, I think. After my, my husband passed away, my attitude was, Pink, you have a whole life out there. You're only 72. You've got a whole life to do something that you always wanted to do. Right. And what I always wanted to do was be in the entertainment field. Right. Shy and humble as I am. Yeah. So. Because <laughs> in, in so let's talk about your earlier youth. You yes. were in growing up in Massachusetts. Right. And uh, you were really into you know, plays and musicals, and it was right. kind of always something oh, in yeah. your, in your I love fiber. being out before an audience. Yeah. Give me one person and I'm acting. Yeah. I'm just, it just is. So you did that for all the family yes. back there. Right. So when you moved out to L.A., it's no wonder that after all of these other careers that we're talking about, right. you know, IHOP, and you were the hostess at the famous Delmonico's, right. and then you were at this famous salon in Beverly Hills, um, and then eventually got into the clothing business right. uh, with your husband for many years, that in the long run, uh, you've ended up uh, being an actress and... And uh, a motivational speaker. And a motivational speaker. And, and starting this producer. fabulous show oh, yes. I mean, called uh, Senior Star, Star Power. Power. Right. And it's, everyone in the, yeah. this show, Catherine, is a very young, 60, 70, 80. And in this one, we have a 90-year young woman, uh, Clyda Mahoney, who was a Miss Senior California. Yeah. And her time, drop-dead gorgeous, singing, dancing, moving. I mean, the whole cast. Yeah. And I am, truthfully, right now the only one that is doing senior theatrical theater in the whole West Coast. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. It's exciting. So, so uh, for those listening, okay. okay, let's say they're over 60, they're a singer, a dancer, a comedian, whatever, juggler. Right. Um you give them an opportunity yes. to showcase their talents at the Senior Star Power. Correct. Thousands of people come out to yes. to see it. And you've been doing this now for 10 years. 12, actually. 12 years. 12 years yeah. And how did you think of this? Like, when I yeah. um, I won a contest 2005, uh, Ms. Senior L.A. County. And I got an agent. And from that, I got national commercials. 
And then I began to Wait, see. Wait, I heard you were on a Super Bowl commercial. I was. I was. I, I was darling. I was moving and grooving there. I mean, everyone was going, "Wow, look at her!" I mean, they gave me a spot right up front. It was fabulous. It and really that was. was for what? Uh, Loctite 2015 commercial. Yeah. And I'm putting a little pin on with the glue, and I'm right there in your face. I mean, it was really wonderful. Yeah. And they, I mean, to, uh, Super Bowl commercials. That's as big as it gets. It does. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, I mean those things are millions of dollars. It yeah. was. And so I got an agent. Yeah. And then I began to see how the industry, shall we say, treated those that were over an age. Right. Unless you were a huge star. Right. So I decided to fund a senior theater theatrical musical review for seniors. I love it. And it's for everybody. We had a little boy. How many people came out to that first one to try first out? First one, I think there was like 50. This last one, a lot. 182 young people came out. Wow. Yes, it okay. was good. So they're all over 60. All over and, 60. And 180 came out to audition. Right. How many do you select to be in the show? This show was 15. 15. 15, which wow. is a lot. Yeah. But I like a full stage because then it's like a Broadway production. Right. And it is with, with glamorous costumes and beading and, and jewelry. I mean, it is. I, I get so excited. I get carried away. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I'm giving them uh, what it is. It's also I took in seniors and veterans. Right. I think and we have some pictures of the show, right? Yeah, we're showing some pictures right. of the show. And, the, and these are people who need to have a life. Yeah. And they tell me, you gave me a life, Pink Lady. You put me back out there, and now I have an agent, and now I picked up a manager. Isn't and that that's great? what's important to what I'm doing, wow. Catherine, is giving people a, a whole new life at an age when a lot of people think it's over. Right. Oh and I'm gosh. so proud of that. And I want to continue to do that. Yeah. Oh, I always say, it's not the breaths we take in life, but it's what you do with the breaths you take, and that's what's important. Or, and I've heard one similar. Uh, it's not how many breaths you take, but how many times you take your breath away. I love it. You love I, that? I, I love, love it. that, too. I take my breath away every morning. I know. I, I just do. Yeah, why not? Someone asked me, what do you do the first thing in the morning? And I said, I get out of bed, I look out into my garden, and I say thank you. Thank you to the universe for giving me another day to help others find a life. Yeah, I love that. And that's what's important. Yeah, I do the same, not the exact same, but I do say thank you every morning. And uh, for every day that we do wake up right. and everything's working and, you know. <laughs> that's important. You. Everything thank should work. You. You're yeah. right. Um, so uh, it's amazing what you're doing to help these people. Tell me some of the success stories. Like, Well, we had a young lady from the Palm Springs Follies. Uh, for years she was down there. Uh, she came to me at 70, said, I think it's over. And I said, no, 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 it's not over. Till you say it's over. Yeah. And she came into my shows. Now at 77 years young, yeah. she just got a job on Crystal Cruises at 77. Oh, my god! One of our veterans wow. is now 75, lost his son, uh, had a divorce, came back with uh, all sorts of problems, drugs and everything, now is in my shows, got an agent, is now belonged to SAG-AFTRA, and is out there working. See, gosh. that's what's gratifying to oh me. And this show, the next one, We Are America, a salute to our veterans, will show the diversification 
that we do in our shows and what the country is made up of. So I and hope everyone will come out and see it. I hope so, too. Now, this is going to be at five different theaters, Yes, it right? is. You started in one, and now you're in five. Right. I'm partnering with the Los Angeles City Cultural Affairs Department, who did not have a community outreach to seniors and veterans, oh, and I do. Wow. So they said, wait a minute. This is a match made in heaven, so we want a partner. And we'll be going to five different theaters. We start November, December at the Madrid Theater uh -huh. in the San Fernando Valley in Canoga Park with eight performances in a 450-seat theater. Oh my and we want to fill it with everyone who loves what we're doing. That is fantastic. It is. It is. And then what are the other theaters? The uh, other theater is the Barnsdall Theater, the Nate Holden Theater, the uh, LATC Theater downtown, and the famous Warner Center Theater. And wait a minute, that's in June. And that time, just before we go on in June uh, 15 and 16, we're going to be on the USS Battleship Iowa doing a half-hour show on June 16th before 800 people. I am so excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what's the secret to your energy and your uh, zest for life? I you mean, know, You know what it is, Catherine? I love being who I am and being, I would say, a, a, a way from God to put me in a channel to help the world see life in a better perspective. Yeah, like that conduit. Yes. Yeah, I'm yes. a big believer there in that. There you go. And yeah. to me, I am so proud of what I'm doing and the people I'm with, like today, I'm with you, Catherine. To me, what you're doing is fabulous. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for letting me on your wonderful program. Because to you. me, people like you will keep all of us going and showing the world who we are. I think more women need to be seen and heard. Yes, yes. And that's why I love doing what I'm doing because every week I get to meet the most yeah. amazing women and so do all the listeners. I love it. And there are so many women doing such incredible, extraordinary yes, there are. work in the, the world. The world is completely changing. You know, I love Pe when they hear about <laughs> someone that they otherwise hadn't heard about, Correct. like yourself. You right. know? Uh, I'm sure, you know, obviously a lot of people do know about you, but we're, there's always new people to find. Uh, you know, maybe somebody's out there saying, wow, wow. I'm over 60 and yeah, I'm, I'm a, a great singer. Yeah, I'm going to try out for her, yeah. uh, her next show. Yeah. I mean, because we'll be doing new auditions next July, August Beautiful. for the new show that we'll be doing yeah. called Star Spangled Legends of Broadway and Hollywood. So just to be clear, I'm not quite 60, but when I am, yes. I will not be trying out because I can't sing or dance. But that's okay. If you're a comedian, <laughs> I just we'll want take to mention you. that. <laughs> okay. But I'm a great audience. <laughs> I and I also tell people of an age that romance, yeah. as it's in my book, um, uh, I have a, a chapter in the book called Senior Sexuality. Ah. And it is never, ever too late right. to find a partner to have a partner. Now, the, the, this is G-rated show. Oh, yes. Lady. Oh, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Uh, but my partner is fabulous and uh, younger than I am, which is great. But my I, I, point I just is, met him, right? Yes. 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 Oh, he's darling. Thank you. Yeah. But my point is that it's never too late yes. to have fun yeah. and to have a good time and now, to live your life. Not only do you have a positive energy, but obviously, like, you're in really great shape. And yeah. 
Yeah. Do you exercise? You know what? I walk. I, I mean, I'm up at 5 in the morning. Yeah. I go to bed maybe 1, 2. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm okay, like so it's not an like, energi it's, energized it's buddy. It's not true that people have, need to sleep between 10 yeah, and 6. Not really. I think it really is. Depends on the person. I think so, too. I do, too. This one-size-fits-all doesn't no. apply to anything, I think, whether it's eating, exercise, lifestyle. Hey, everybody has to do what they everybody like. Everybody has I eat ice cream. <laughs> Literally, if you just gave me ice cream on a desert island, yeah. I am happy as can be. You That's know, it. I had on uh, Shirley Baskin not too long ago, who's oh, 96. yes, yes. Her, and her and her husband founded uh, Baskin Robbins. My cousin bought their house really? in the valley, oh, yes. It's too, and and the, too small the shape of the, of the pool is an ice cream cone. Oh, my God, Yeah, there really? you go. Yes. I love that. There you go. But, yeah, I love ice cream, too, obviously. Yeah. And what's your favorite flavor? Actually, it's vanilla. I knew you were going to say vanilla that. with yeah, a little bit of hot, people. with a little bit of hot fudge on top. Yeah, of it, so. yeah. I'm but a chocolate mine. chip girl. Myself. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, what would you tell young people uh, about how to look forward to and prepare for for their older, their, for their later years? Okay, not I'll, older years, later I'll, years. I'll tell you in summer, summarization a cute story. After one of my shows. My videographer asked this little boy, uh, tell me something. He was about 12 or 13. Uh, how did you like the show? Oh, my God, he said. I didn't think people were alive at that age. Now, this is 12 <laughs> and 13. But then we said to him, and, and, and how did you like it? I thought it was better than Spider-Man. So what I'm saying is to mentor the younger people, yes. even the 30 and 40-year-olds who come mm -hmm. to my show, they go, wait a minute now. It's not over when I reach 60. Look what they're doing. Yes. That's the positive attitude and you know what? that I want people to see. That's why I'm having you yes. and several other women uh, in their 80s and 90s I love it. at my conference yes. November 4th. Looking forward to that. Called Live, Love, Thrive. I'm wearing pink. You are. <laughs> I, I would have gathered. And you uh, are on the Forever Young panel with yeah. some other women. Thank you. Um, and all of you are still rocking it. And, oh, yeah. and, and it's because you inspire me Thank and you. I want you to inspire all my audience. Thank you. Who Thank are, you. Uh, women, young, old, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of them are midlife, and I want them to see, oh, gosh, look what I have to look forward Correct. to. Correct, Correct. And yeah. not, and, I think life just keeps getting better. It does, and when I, when I do my seminars, yeah. people will come over to me afterwards, and they'll say, well, what keeps you going? And I said, ourselves. Yes. If you can love who you, if you get up in the morning and look in that mirror, and you say, hey, you're not bad. Yeah. Go out and get them. Yeah. That's the key. Right. Literally. Yeah. It's loving who you are, no matter what you look like, how you are, love you. One interesting thing, uh, and I know we're getting ready to wrap up, oh, but I just wanted uh, okay. to... Uh, <laughs> I could go on all night. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that I uh, wanted to mention that um, when we were growing up, it's true that people used to think people in their 50s, 60s were old. Old. Oh, I yes. Mean, you know, and in a way, some of them acted old. They were. And, and, they were. and age is really uh, in our mind and, and, and how we handle life, like you said, what we create. Because I do know people in their 50s and 60s that act like they're 80 Thank or 90. You. Thank you. Thank know? you. And then here there's people in their 80s and 90s that they seem like they're 40. It was, it was a whole different so world. It is whole a different choice. World. It is a choice a that choice. you make. But today... I think that it, we are blessed with the fact that there are things out there that we can do, mm -hmm. people that we can connect with that can make our lives even better. Right. And we know about eating right, and we know about exercising. Correct. But one of the things I've read is that in research, the other part that's key is community. And yes. I think a lot of people isolate themselves, maybe not by choice, but it is a choice. Correct. Uh, to get out, get out, get, get out, up and, and get, get a, a life. life. Right. And I tell people... 
no matter what, remember that the over 60 crowd of people are still vital, productive, creative, energetic, and in our case, entertaining. Yeah. And we are. And when we feel that way and look that way, we are who we are. Right. And everybody and, loves that. And, you know, some people will be older and they'll think, uh, well, I've lost my friends. I don't have a lot of community. But there is a community. Go out and find You'll new find friends. It. There's a community. No one is going to knock on your door yes. at this point. Right. You've got to get up, get dressed, and get yeah. out there. Yeah, and if they do knock on your door, they're not selling encyclopedias. No. <laughs> do come not on answer. You don't want to answer. Yeah, come on in, have a cup of coffee, then you meet somebody. It's okay. It's okay. I love it. Well, I have loved having you on. Thank you. And uh, we're going to have Peggy Burgett up next, so uh, stay tuned, and uh, thank you for being God on. God bless you. God bless you for thank all you. you're doing. Thank you. Okay, we'll be right thank back you. with Peggy Burdick. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the Live, Love, Thrive show, where we bring you powerful and positive programming about women and those who support women's empowerment. It seems by sharing their stories and showing us their talent and potential, they remind us of our own. We ask you to join us weekly by taking a minute to subscribe to our 360 Karma YouTube channel so you get to see every episode of these uplifting and inspiring stories. We all need more of this, yes? And did you know we have the Live Love Thrive book on our 360 Karma website and on Amazon? If you enjoy reading books of incredible women who are doing amazing work in the world, you will want to pick up a copy. Also, when you join 360karma.com, you will enjoy our growing video content of expert advice and support and learn about our workshops and our second annual Women's Conference in West Hollywood, November 3rd and 4th of this year. If you would like to align with a like-minded, purpose-driven community, you will feel at home at 360karma.com. We encourage and support you to live the life you love. RTB Financial Group empowers women to raise the bar and take control of their financial future. For more information, visit rtbfinancialgroup.com or call Amanda Barr at 424-284-4216. The Live, Love, Thrive program is brought to you in part by Honda of downtown Los Angeles, supporting the equality and empowerment of women. And we are back with Peggy Burdick. Hi, Peggy. Welcome. Thank you. The Financial Whisperer. I love that name. You actually shared with me that you were working with uh, Cesar Milano, uh -huh. the dog whisperer, uh -huh. and that's how that came about. Well, the truth be told, I had a, uh, a name before that. <laughs> Uh, I thought I'd call my business the financial gynecologist. <laughs> you shared that with me. I love it. And a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that w that wouldn't go over too well. <laughs> no, no. You know, today it <laughs> might. be like the financial dentist. No one would come to you. <laughs> oh, good point. Good point. No one loves the dentist except me. I happen to like my dentist. Yeah. So uh, the financial whisperer. I love that. Um, so many people... Uh, I think, especially midlife, and I say midlife because that addresses you and I, um, and uh, I think they get to a point in their lives like, is it too late for me to uh, build up my financial uh, future, you know, and, and your answer is it's never too late, uh -huh. right? Quite true. I, I love Quite that. True. And so we're going to talk about your journey to get to where you are so that you could help other people. Uh -huh. So born in Brooklyn? Uh, yes, born in Brooklyn. Yeah. And so... How did you make your way here? You were, you were married at a young age, or no? I was married out of college. Out of college, I, that's young. We, well, <laughs> that's true. Um, as we shared on the telephone, I've had 22 jobs 
in four businesses. Oh my gosh. So one of the jobs, I had many jobs in New York, uh, was um, we had a, uh, we built a restaurant. I had a partner mm -hmm. from, uh, from college. And uh, we sold the restaurant, we moved out here probably about 30 or 35 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was in the food Who's business. Who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's scary. It's funny you should say that because the other day I was thinking about my first marriage and I thought, God, it's like over 50 years ago. I'm like, 50 years? It's like a $50 wow. bill, 50 cent piece. 50 yeah. is such an incredible mark. Yeah. But anyway. It, it was probably us having that uh, pre-interview call that you were thinking, thinking back about your first marriage because I was asking you about it and you know I always say I like to know about people's background that's yeah. not in their bio so that you know you connect with our audience with you know who relates to that so mm -hmm. you got married then and here you are I remember you told me the story you're in Paris when oh good point and had an true. epiphany that you don't want to be married you know well, the, I, yeah. I grew up in a household where no one was divorced. Right. No one, it wasn't even a word for yeah. alcoholic. Yeah. As my, cousin, my uh, uncle was. But anyway, so we were in Paris, and we were very unhappy. Mm -hmm. And it was because the people we were with, she at one point said to me, you know, we get back to the States, mm -hmm. I'm getting divorced. I'm like, wow. If she can get divorced, I, I can get divorced. Yeah. yeah. We got back to the States. I oh. said to Robert, you know what? I'm done. He's like, yeah, yeah me too. So it's very civilized. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you felt then freedom. Yeah, and you know, yeah. freedom's a funny thing because freedom can be very overwhelming also. All of a sudden you have yeah. choices. Right. You have no more excuses. And it's hard to be on your own when you've mm -hmm. been in something for a long time mm -hmm. with a partner. Mm -hmm. um, but it is interesting that culture that our parents grew up in, it was kind of like they stayed together no matter what. Mm -hmm. I know my parents were married 55 years, but you know, uh, overall, if you ask them, they'd say, yeah, we really loved each other. We were happy. But, you know, 55 years, that's challenging, you know. Yeah. But um, the culture changed about the time you and I were, uh -huh. you know, growing up where it was okay to get divorced. So I guess you were grateful that, you know, the, the times were changing and the culture uh, allowed yeah. for that. And then you were married a second time. That's true. Now yep. everyone's going to think I'm a serial, besides being <laughs> a serial entrepreneur, I'm a serial marrier. <laughs> but you, you know... Can you imagine how many people are listening that are saying, oh, that's me, you know, it's, you're not alone, so that's the good thing, you know. That's true. But that's I think true. the cool thing, uh, Peggy, is how you uh, pulled it together to get not only your own finances together, uh, but at 58 years old, you decided um, after these two marriages that y you were going to make it independently and you wanted to help other women do the same. Mm -hmm. And that's really a, an awesome give back because there are so many women uh, midlife, especially divorced, um, that are on their own. And uh, I think, you know, the advice, your book, your coaching, and all these things uh, can give them is invaluable. I think there's a lot of people looking for that, uh, someone to throw them that rope. People are looking for answers. Yeah. Right? And as we talked about on the telephone, the most important thing I always say to people is who has control? Mm -hmm. It's either going to be you or the thing that's bothering you. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing is you have to identify who has control, who needs control, and how do you get control? Because mm -hmm. if you don't have control, then you make a lot of poor decisions. Because you feel powerless. Exactly. Right. Because I get frustrated, you get angry, mm -hmm. and it always comes down to the same thing. Who is in charge here? And uh, I guess this ties into this thing that you've come up with called a respectometer. Oh, yes. Right? True. Which is very clever. And... Uh, so then this would be about respecting yourself and respecting money in a way that empowers you. Well, the respectometer came from, 
it's one thing to teach people, mm -hmm. but the key, and I learned this in Weight Watchers, it's keeping them accountable. I was just going to say, uh, uh, being successful with the money game mm -hmm. is similar to uh, dieting yep. or um, you know alcohol or anything. It's all uh, taking power over those things instead of it having power over you, yep. uh, which all comes with accountability, responsibility. Mm -hmm. And usually having someone uh, that you're that's helping you, that's a support system, that's mm -hmm. uh, accountable, which is why Weight Watchers works, and is why um, having a coach like yourself works for people. It, it gives them that accountability and someone to to have some guidance and mm -hmm. support from. And yeah, so tell me how that works. How do you work with uh, clients, and what are some of your success stories? Let's see. Do you do you have the uh, do you have the photo of the respectometer? Can you put uh, that up, maybe? We have the, yeah, got it. I think okay. he's got it up. So yep. there are three major tools that I use in my sessions. I use it in my book. Mm -hmm. um, it's, first of all, the big picture mm -hmm. of getting to see how everything relates to each other because mm -hmm. your life is really, if you look at a wagon wheel, mm -hmm. the hub is the core. It's your self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And all the spokes that come out from that core are the different parts of your lives, mm -hmm. your children, your body, your house, your husband, your money, your siblings. doesn't matter. They all somehow converge to your self-esteem. Mm -hmm. So that's a big picture. Mm -hmm. The second thing is, is to see, and, there's a, and maybe you can show the roadmap at the same time, it sh I show people the progression. You have to first make a commitment, mm -hmm. keep the commitment, mm -hmm. which garnishes respect, mm -hmm. where the respectometer comes in. Okay. And when you say respect, respect for yourself? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, really, because when, pe it's, it, when people don't have... When they don't have control, you can always track it back to parts of their lives that they feel diminished in. Mm -hmm. So for me, I felt diminished. I, was, I grew up feeling stupid, which mm -hmm. is a huge issue. The more mm -hmm. times I say it to women especially, they go, Ooh, yeah, it was, that was my life, of getting right. these messages. I'm the youngest, which right. makes a huge difference in a family. Uh, but so growing up stupid and then, and then feeling shame. stupid. And then you a lot of shame. Shame. Yeah. A lot of shame, and that is, you know, Brene Brown has really made, has really put a face. I love Brene Brown. Yeah. About uh, being vulnerable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because the real strength people have is in being vulnerable. Right. And it, that was such a interesting epiphany I think a lot of people had when she mm -hmm. did that TED Talk about mm -hmm. that. Yeah. About how, uh, you know, being vulnerable is actually a strength. Yeah. Because people think of it as a weakness. Well, they spend yeah. so much time hiding. Yes. And as soon as they stop hiding and they put a name and a face to whatever the feeling is, which mm -hmm. is really how I came to write the book, mm -hmm. um, when they can identify it, then they can work on it. Mm -hmm. But as I say to people, it's not for the weak of heart. Mm -hmm. It's for sturdy people. It's for yes. people who want the truth because the truth is upsetting. Yes. Because when you first get it, it's very upsetting. But if you learn to manage it, and learn to soften it like a, like a scar mm -hmm. because you take control of it and mm -hmm. you're, you're accountable to yourself for it, mm -hmm. well, then things start to shift. And you make it sound like uh, it would be a, a tough road, and I'm sure it is to get those things in order, but the reward uh, brings such joy and happiness, right? Because then they, have, uh, they feel empowered and peace of mind, and, you know, so it's just getting through that rough part of mm. being committed and being organized and making changes, right? You can't be happy. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the purpose here, I think, in life, is being able to give love, receive love, 
But if you don't feel entitled to be loved, what are you doing, right? You have to work towards it because we all want to be happy. Right. But there's happiness from here and there's happiness from here. And so people might be confused uh, understanding that this ties to your finances yeah, exactly. and your abundance. Uh, and, and, and opening up to receive love as well as opening up to receive money and opening up to receive uh, all kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, opening up to receive. Exactly. A lot of people are so closed off. They have these walls up that they're not allowing themselves to receive. And that is the key, yep. isn't it? It's so true. Because yeah. So I, what I love about the work you do is you're saying it's an inside job. We're all <laughs> well, thinking it's an outside right, right, job. Right, well put. Yeah. Well put. Yeah, it's not about the externals at all. Right. Which is how I came up with the title of the book. It's not really about the money. Right. It's not about the money. Right. Even when it is, it's not about the money. Right. So when people and, and so your book is, it's not about the money even when it is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love that title. So when you asked me for some examples, this is one of my favorite stories. This was many, many years ago. So I've been doing this for about 10 years. So this is maybe like eight years ago. I had this client whose husband was a longshoreman. Mm -hmm. They were separated, but meanwhile he had access to the house. He kept he had keys, and she had two kids. One was about to go into the Navy, and she had no relationship with him. And her other child, who was a daughter, who was like oh, maybe 24 at the time, was on drugs. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and she, we traded services. She was my masseuse, mm -hmm. and she'd come to the house. We would have a session, give a massage, great. So she finished the program. I moved out of the area. I moved up to uh, West LA. And my phone rings. This is about two years ago. My phone rings. I answer it, and she says, Peggy. I'm like, yes. And she says, this is so-and-so. I'm like, so, how are you? She says, I came, I was cleaning out a drawer. I came across a journal you asked me to, to keep. And I realized that the lessons you taught me, I still do today. And I'm like, oh, great. She says, you can't imagine what happened to me. I'm like, okay. She says, remember the massage parlor? Yeah, I bought it. I'm like, really? Remember my daughter was on drugs? Yeah. Well, she's clean now, and she manages my business. I go, really? Yeah. <laughs> my son talks to me every single week. He re-enlisted in the Navy. That's true. But now we have a relationship. I divorced the guy, <laughs> longshoreman. What a bum. And now I have this really amazing life, an amazing new boyfriend. It's all because of you. I mean, I almost started crying. Wow. Great wow. story. That is so Great amazing. Yep. It makes you know that you're doing what you're meant to be doing. Yeah, because then yeah. you see the results of it. Yeah. With so many of my clients, that's the point of it. Mm -hmm. We start the 20-week session. We start here. We end up here, and that those tools you you can use the rest of your life. Right. Heck, I use it. I use the respectometer. Right. 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 If I set a goal, like I had to get back in shape, and I set my goal, my weight, and then I'd say to myself, "Are you eating an apple or an ice cream? Is it Ben and Jerry, <laughs> yeah. or is it going to be Bristol Farms? What, what are you going to do here?" I'm like, "Oh God, I'll lose respect for myself about the ice cream, but the apple, I'm pretty happy." There you go. Yeah. Chomp. Yep, there you go. Yep. But like Pink's lady said, once in a while you got to have that ice cream. Once in a while. But that, but that is the real test. Yeah, the balance. If, exactly. If it's yeah. coming from here or coming from here. Because when I eat the apple, then I feel good. Right. And everything about life should be mm -hmm. about being happy, being balanced, being and, and taking joy in the smallest things. So when you call it the financial whisperer, you are helping people with their finances, but... Uh, there's so many more components to it uh, that all lead to that, right? But that's exactly true. Yeah. Because if one thing is working smoothly for you and it's about control, then the other pieces are falling into place also. 
It's kind of like uh, in my book, I have a sketch of the redcoats. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, when the red, during, the, during the Revolutionary War, the British soldiers were taught to shoot in unison, mm-hmm. right? So when one person advanced, they all advanced. One mm-hmm. person advanced, right? So yeah. with my program, when you get control over this one thing over here, like like setting boundaries, mm-hmm. people say, you know, what's the biggest issue for mothers and their children? I said, yeah. setting boundaries. Right. When you, and you can start that tonight or tomorrow. Yes. As soon as you start acting and behaving and change so you do it in a proper way, as soon as you start taking boundaries, then it's much easier for you to do this thing over here. So it just dominoes all the way through. So right. the money, again, is just the theater that people choose to express themselves in. Right, right. And it could be drinking, it could be lack of intimacy, it could be a, lack, a whole bunch of things. Yeah. But you fix one and it kind of bleeds into everything else. Like a domino effect. Exactly. And so, uh, and, and your background, you, you did things in the financial world. Such yeah, I was as a mortgage broker, that's right, true. That's right, right. And so did you learn a lot about what you know about finances and money from being a mortgage broker? No. Okay. What I learned, <laughs> what I learned an honest answer. Well, you know, it's just, uh, <coughs> excuse me, what I learned is how women think. Now, I was in the clothing business before I became a mortgage broker. <coughs> excuse me. And I saw the way women would spend money on their clothes. Mm-hmm. So I had a client one Oh, day. I know a few of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a client one day, and we did trunk shows all over the country. And one day, I was doing the orders. I would come in the morning, and we'd see came, what came in overnight. And I called this woman, and she was in Charleston, South Carolina. And I said, uh, Mrs. Greenblatt, she said, hello, sugar, how are you? I said, I'm fine. I said, I just want to go over something. I'm reading your order. So you're getting yet a, a sixth black jacket. Said, yeah, that's <laughs> what I want. I said, now, remember, you bought a black jacket here, 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 here. And you sure you want a sixth one? It's not a mistake. You don't want navy. You don't want chocolate brown. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Kim, I was a great salesperson, right? <laughs> so I talked them out of it. She said, no, sugar, that's what I want. I said, just want to clarify it. Now, why does someone, and she says, and put it on two different charge slips with my husband over here, my other card over here. He doesn't see anything. I'm like, wow. I've heard that a lot, right? that so women don't want their husbands. Exactly. Yeah. So I got that insight. But when, it, when I was a mortgage broker, I focused at a company called Home Loans for Women. I focused, as a, obviously, on women. Uh, we did bankruptcy buyouts. So inevitably, I'd say, Barbara, how did you end up in bankruptcy? Or how did you end up you know, losing everything? And right. she would tell me. Yeah. So that was my education to learn and get more traction about what goes on with women besides me. Right. And a couple of my friends, I got to see a whole rainbow of things that went on. So as, I, as my life was at a, as a turning point 58 years ago, getting divorced, moving, my dog dying, uh, 22 jobs. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, I had to make some serious changes. It mm-hmm. was my kind of call to arms. Mm-hmm. You either start changing right. or you're going to end up on the street, go look for a cardboard box. Right, right. So it was that wake-up call. And, and I think that's every mid, midlife women's fear, you know. It is. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Oh, yeah. Especially if they're on their own. Yep. Yeah. So true. And, it's, and, and it doesn't have to be that way. So it was your personal experience of having to overcome yes. the financial game that said to yourself, okay, I've done this now. I want to help others do it. Well, n- not exactly. But kind of, sort of. But uh, so this is, a, this, is a, this is a sweet story. I grew up, uh, my grandmother I was very close to she'd say to me you know what you should be a teacher I was like Nana I don't want to teach and she says no 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 teaching's good for you it's stable it's respectful well it's back then yeah um, and and uh, still is yeah, yeah. and uh, you'll do very well it's very secure I'm like <laughs> Nana 
So I go off to the film school. I, tr I went to NYU. And she comes for a visit, and she says, so what are you doing? I said, oh, I just got into the film school at NYU. She goes, what? <laughs> what is film? Yeah. I said, film, you know, like movies, like Charlie Chaplin. She goes, you know Charlie Chaplin? I said, no, Nana. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, you know, with, with the films, and she's, you can see the, gla the glaze. It's like, uh-huh. Uh yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. She says, are you going to teach? I said, <laughs> no, no, I'm not teaching. I'm learning filmmaking. Uh-huh. <laughs> what happened to teaching? I said, Nana, you wanted me to write back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> I build a restaurant in New York on 39th Street and 5th Avenue, and she happened to be visiting. She was living in Florida. She happened to visit. So my mother brings her one. She says, my mother says, I'm, I'm bringing Nana. I said, okay. They come in for lunchtime. My, my, my Nana is very short. She walks in. She goes, Peggy, pretty fancy, huh? Pretty <laughs> fancy. I'm like, Nana. She says, what happened to teaching? <laughs> so... The point of the story you is finally that are teaching. Exactly. <laughs> Nana See? was right. Nana was right. <laughs> yeah, there's so many forms of teaching, aren't there? It's, it's absolutely true. But the magic is that when you see it in someone's eyes, yeah. that they get it. Yeah. It's like, wow. It's never about anything else other than that moment of recognition that they understand 100% of what this thing is about. Does everyone get it? Everyone gets it. Here's the thing. In order to be successful, not just with my program, but any program, it has to make sense. It mm -hmm. has to be make sense emotionally. Mm -hmm. And then that people get it, it takes time. Because if it's a, this program is at 20 weeks, so probably about the sixth week, it starts to gel. Mm -hmm. Because then they've got their homework assignments, they've got their, you know, they're accountable to me. Mm -hmm. So pretty much after 20 weeks, they have a good financial plan in place or no because it's not actually we never talk about money right okay because it's not about the money okay but what happens is that here they are setting boundaries they're they're trying to change uh, but it, the, what, what the what happens with what you do teach them results in having that's it. the financial freedom that's or it. security that's it. well they start to pay attention right they pay attention to if their son is asking for 150 dollars sneakers and they haven't paid the light bill it's right. like, uh, how am I going to do this? It's, right. it's, it's the awareness. Right. It's the wanting. The com to is it the common sense factor? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, everybody wants to ignore that. Because everybody thinks live for today, there might not be a tomorrow. That's a problem in our culture, I think. The other problem, I believe, is that there's all these programs out there that are going to make everybody rich. You know, that's that's the plan that people uh -huh. go in droves to these conferences uh -huh. and to these um, pitch fests that is about we can make you a millionaire. The bottom line is less than 1% of the country is a millionaire. Most of these people will never be millionaires. And so we have to relook at our, our culture and our lives and say, what is abundance? Is it abundance of love and friends and joy and, you know, or is it just about money? And so I think abundance comes in many ways, shapes, and forms. That's the way I feel about it. Not everybody's going to be a millionaire, and that's okay. People can just be like you're teaching them to be financially secure and, and, and free to be happy in everything that they're doing but not being tied to, you know, I've got to be a millionaire. You see, I don't relate to that. Yeah. I have no idea what that really is. I mean, I know I know people, obviously, that have made it on their own. They've made, like my brother, is a very, very successful architect in New York. Mm -hmm. And I can't relate to that mindset. Because but it's very prevalent in our country, don't you think? Well, Especially with it, young it, people. They have that, uh, uh, what is it, where they feel that they deserve that. Like oh, the every, entitlements. Like, yeah, the entitlements. Like everybody should, everybody should have that. 
you know. Well, well, yeah, but if you. But you don't need that to be happy, is my point. Exactly. That's exactly the true. Point. Yeah. Exactly true. There's some things that you need to have to feel secure and stable, mm-hmm. right? So if right. you can get to that piece of it, yes. great. I had a chat with someone this morning, and he was saying to me, oh, you know, I, I have to make 50 calls today. And I looked at him, and I said, um, when was the last time you made 50 calls in one day? And he's like, well, I've never done 50 calls in one <laughs> day. So, yeah. so here's, a, here's something that's really much more uh, productive for you. Make it 10 calls. And if you can make 10 calls today and for the next five days, then it will make you feel good because you met, you have to have sustainable goals. That's right. the key. Right. If you, put, if you put the goals too far out, people always feel they're failing. So they go home at the end of the day, and they don't feel good. Quite the opposite. They feel like they failed. Mm-hmm. So if we shift the paradigm, give something manageable that's sustainable, mm-hmm. and then move next week from 10 calls move to 13 calls right Mo- keep moving it up keep it right do you recommend a daily list because i keep a daily list <laughs> i love checking it off like, I, boom, it's boom, very boom. gratifying yeah. um i uh i wouldn't get anything done if i didn't have a list everybody's different but that's me i no. wouldn't know what i was supposed to do i'd get uh, up and go what, what what am i doing today oh let's go have coffee <laughs> I, I, <laughs> oh i was supposed to be somewhere okay. um no i uh pre- i keep my calendar pretty pretty clear yeah uh but when i have you know, when I have a lot of errands and things to do, like on the weekends, then I have to make a list because then I have to strategically figure out where I'm going to drive most efficiently at this hour, whatever. I mean, I can get like 11 things done on a Saturday. I'm very proud of that. That's a good track record. <laughs> 11 things. I am not asking what those are. <laughs> well, I have just loved having you on, and I love that you have a program that works for so many people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people out there are looking for something to tap into why or how they can't get their finances or the life together. Your website is? Thefinancialwhisperer.com. I love that. Thefinancialwhisperer.com. And your book? My book is It's Never About the Money, Even When It Is. It's available on Amazon. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on. Uh, I I think your book and your program could help a lot of people. So thanks for what you're doing and giving back. It's my, it's really, it's my pleasure, honey. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And I look forward to having you at the Live Love Drive conference on the financial panel where people can meet you in person. That's true. And we'll see them there on uh, Saturday, November 4th. It's coming up. There you go. All right. We will see you in a couple weeks at the Live Love Drive conference. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make it a great day. Hugs and happiness. Mm -hmm.